Hello and welcome to the People Chronicles Storied Women. My name is Anna Rose and Gara Milch and I am your host. I am also the author of Lunch with Lucille. Lunch with Lucille is a story of how one woman's life impacted another. So here on Storied Women, we bring women from our community so that we can learn from them as well. And today my guest is Lizette Epps. Hi, Liz. Hello. How are you? Good. Okay. So here's the question um, that we ask everyone who comes to sit at the table is, what is it that you would like us to remember from our little chat today? So for today's chat, I'd like everyone to remember that it's important to be your own cheerleader. Um, being your own cheerleader means, you know, not being stuck up, not being conceited, but really loving yourself and caring about yourself enough to put yourself first. That's a good thought. Yeah. I, I think it's, especially for women, I know, mm -hmm. to be our, our own cheerleader. It's, oh, it's easy to be our children's cheerleader, our significant other's yes. cheerleader, our mother, our father, our brother. But to be our own cheerleader, it's not really, I don't think it's really in our nature. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not in our nature. I think for women, it's, you know, we're caretakers. We want to make sure everybody's okay, that everyone's, you know, taken care of. And it takes practice to be your own cheerleader. You know, for myself, I didn't have anybody to cheer for me. So growing up, I had to learn how to stay focused and stay motivated and really, um, you know, look within myself to cheer myself on you know, and, and celebrate the little wins, no matter what that was for myself. So when I became a mother, it was easy for me to do it for someone else, but I still continue to practice that for myself. And I think other people should be able to do that for themselves as well. So tell me, how do you learn to, if, 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 if you have never been cheerleadered, right? Mm -hmm. How do you then, how do you learn to be a cheerleader? Yeah, for me, it was taking the time to self-evaluate and really look at myself. And, you know, when you're younger, it's hard to kind of identify that. Um, but as I got older into my teen years and then, you know, as an adult, I kind of had to learn that in order to succeed, I had to cheer myself on. You know, I had to strive for the goals that I wanted to achieve. And I also had to be able to take care of myself and be self-aware and have the self-confidence to do the things that I wanted to do. And if I didn't cheer for myself, nobody else was going to cheer for me. So did you, you, what were the methods that you used? Were there like something very specific that you did that um, You know, in? just little things. You know, when I was younger, it was little things for myself like, um, gosh, you know, it, when I would do well in school. You know, I would celebrate that for myself. Excellent. I didn't really have someone to celebrate it for me, but I was always excited to, you know, achieve good grades. You know, even just a small comment from someone at school, like, hey, you made the honor roll, that's awesome. Like, that was enough to help propel me to whatever the next thing was. Excellent. So, so you were always goal-focused, even though there was nobody setting goals for you? Yes, or I had to set the goals for myself in order to, to achieve them and not, you know, kind of get stuck in a rut. Yeah. So. Tell me about the goals, some of the goals that you have achieved. So as a young girl, I grew up in, in a town similar to Reading, so I didn't have a lot of, you know, outside support. I didn't have family support. Um, my biggest goal was to stay focused on my education, make sure that I got good grades so that I can graduate high school and go to college. Um, I started attending college right out of high school and then, you know, started a family. So in between family and work, I attained my associate's degree. And how long did it take you to get that associate's degree? It took degree? me 13 years to get my associate's degree. Um, so I started going to college right out of high school. I had a child and then I put off college for a while. I moved from New Jersey to Texas. 
Um, when I was laid off from work in Texas, I started working on my degree again. And then when I was getting ready to leave Texas, I was just about done with my degree and I got divorced. So when I moved back to Pennsylvania, I finally wrapped up my, my associate's degree and it was 13 years later. So, so that, now you have more than an associate's degree. I do have more than an associate's degree. I went back for a bachelor's uh, about two years after my associate's, and I got a bachelor's in supply chain management. And how long did that take you? That took me two years. Oh, okay, good. That was two years, and then I took about a year or two break from that, and then I went and got my MBA, which I just finished up last year. Congratulations. So, thank you. And so, so uh, what, does it, uh, what do you do now for a living? So now I'm a senior corporate buyer at CarTech, I do IT purchasing and professional services procurement uh, corporate-wide for them. I've been doing procurement now for 11 years. So, you know, in between schooling and, and children and, and family, I've crafted a career in there. Um, but, but again, you know, all the while still taking the time out to cheerlead for myself, you know, taking breaks, you know, even little things like buying myself a bouquet of flowers just to perk up the day. Um, it's just the tiny things that you do for yourself. So how do you learn though? To, how, how do you learn or how, how can anybody really learn to be a cheerleader if they don't have that? There's somebody not modeling that for them, you know? How do, how do you learn something that somebody's not modeling? You know, I think it really is just about taking stock in yourself, you know, taking a minute to self-evaluate, you know, really look at where you are in your life, what are the things that are important to you? What do you want people to see you as? Because, you know, it's very easy for other people to look at you and have a perception of what they think you should be or what you should become. You know, growing up the way I grew up, I was slated to be a statistic. Um, you know, nobody thought that I would ever excel to be anything that was Why worth would you, anything. What, what were the characteristics that would have made you a statistic? Um, I grew up in a low-income area. Um, I, I went to a school that was literally placed right in front of the projects. Um, you know, we, we were kind of just, the children in that school were looked at as, you're never gonna leave this town, you're never gonna be more than, you know, kind of what your parents are, or, you know, what your grandparents are. Um, I was told to my face by someone that was, I thought would be a cheerleader for me, um, that I should be, have realistic expectations to not go to college, and I'd be lucky if I graduated high school not pregnant. So those kinds of things could be self-defeating for a lot of people, but for me, I took it as, okay, I don't want people looking at me that way. I don't want people assuming that I can't make anything out of my life for myself, and I use that to fuel myself forward. Um, so it's, it's really taking a look at your environment, taking a look at what you want for yourself, and then just kind of setting small goals, you know, little things. It doesn't have to be anything major. I mean, even just to make it through the week sometimes, you know, what do I need to do to get through that week? What do I need to do to preserve my sanity and not fall into the stigma that everybody else has set forth for me? Very good. I know that one of the techniques uh, that I have used and that I, when I do training, I encourage people to do it as well, is to keep a journal mm -hmm. and especially to write down all the things that you've achieved in life, even if they're small, maybe I planted a garden, you know, um, whatever it is, you know, I, wa I walked three blocks, you know, and you, all those things that w which are technically goals, they're, they're achievements, mm -hmm. and then when you look back at them, you see, you, you know, there's a sense of accomplishment and a sense of fulfillment, yes. you know, and you, and like you say, you become your own cheerleader with mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you surround yourself with that. Yes, and it's really doing it for you, not doing it for other people. You know, that's, that's the big thing where I think people get caught up because someone who is not your cheerleader can look at you and find flaw and find some kind of an issue that makes you maybe feel a little self-centered 
Um, but you know, for me, it's just taking a look at that and saying, you know, this is what they see. I don't know why they see it that way, and this is what I know. You know, how does that pair up? And most times it doesn't. Yeah. You know, usually it's the other person has an issue with, you know, jealousy or something with themselves that they need to work on instead of casting it off on someone else. So it's really not taking what other people think of you so seriously either. Yeah. You know, and just kind of moving forward from that. Do you ever do self-talk? I mean, do you talk, you know, it, when somebody says, you know, uh, you can't do something, you know, you're an underachiever, you'll never make it, you not, you know, you won't succeed in college. I mean, do you, is, it, it, was there a time when you would tell you, I can, I can succeed in college, I can do it. I mean, well, yeah, I, I, I would do it. I, I don't know that I would do it out loud, but I would do it in my head. And, okay, and those were the things that I would take away and write down for myself. You know, the things that I wanted to do. Oh, well, they're saying I can't go to college. Well, let me show you. I can go to college. I can do it just like anybody else can. So it's for me, it's those things fuel me, you know, for, for other people, you know, and I see it with, with some of my children. My children are a little more on the sensitive side. So things get to them a little bit more than it would me. Um, but so, they have you as a cheerleader. But they do have me as a cheerleader, but I've also taught them how to cheer for themselves. Excellent. So excellent. They, they know that if someone, you know, says something that's not so nice to them, that they can just turn around and say, you know what, so-and-so said that, you know, they didn't like my outfit today, but that's okay because tomorrow I have a different outfit to wear. They understand that there's a tomorrow and there's something else to work towards. So. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I think, you know, it's part of the thing that uh, sometimes a cheerleading for ourselves can be, con you know, can be misconstrued as bragging. And that's not something yes. that we are trained to do, you no. know. And it's, uh, and basically it's not that. No, it's not It, it has nothing to do, yeah. It really is celebrating yourself and celebrating your achievements. And, and really, and you should be able to do that without feeling badly about it. Right. I so. think it's very important that we do that, especially yes. as women, that we learn to celebrate our achievements. Mm -hmm. We just celebrating anything is yes. really good. <laughs> celebrating achievements is really good. Yes. And actually, you have quite an achievement, speaking of that, from the woman to woman. Yes. I don't know if anybody has seen this, but yesterday, I just, if this just flipped <laughs> open, and there you are, a full spread, spread in Lean in Circles Making a Difference, an interview with Lizette Epps. Yes. And you've seen her here first. Yes. Senior Corporate Buyer, Carpenter Technology Corporation. This is a very, very, very interesting article, uh, and you, it, you received an impact award. I did. I did. I received an impact award from CarTech for bringing women's initiatives, specifically the Lean in Circles, to Carpenter. Um, you know, Carpenter is an older company that's been here. It's about 128 years old now. Uh, predominantly male company for a long time. So, you know, we've got some more women in there and we're looking to bring things to them to help them grow professionally and personally. Oh, so Liz, that's great. That's them. actually, that's just wonderful, paying it forward. Yes. And I think that, you know, one of the things that you came on here to talk about being a cheerleader for yourself, but you have yes. been a cheerleader for so many women, myself included, so I appreciate that. Thank you. And I appreciate your coming in and sharing your story. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thanks, Liz. Thank you. Thank you for following Storied Women on The People Chronicles. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The People Chronicles, and you won't miss any stories. These stories are made possible in part by Spring Ridge Financial, Heidelberg Restaurant, Queen City Restaurant, and P.J. Willihan's.